Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to a man you know on Twitter is JeppaDT. Welcome to the show, Jep. Hey, Pete. How many changes have you made since practice matches started last week? But before you answer, I'm setting that line at over or under 8.5. Tell me how many. <laughs> no, it's under 8.5. Um, the biggest change, I suppose, is in the Rooks and, and seeing how they play and fit in 22s and and, you know, the top teams. Um, so, yeah, I think just the Rooks, not so much, well, definitely not the Primos. I'm pretty set on those, but, yeah, there's been a few. How about yourself? I would have lost money on you because I would have bet you over there for sure. No, 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 not that bad. And for me, it's zero. Again, I'd start, stop at the practice matches and continue that all the way through to the end of the Amy series uh, nine games, and then I'll read just from there. So pretty simple for me. I don't want to break down the structure that I've got, um, and I've got a strategy entering this year that I think might be a little bit unique, so I don't want to mess with that over this time. Okay, one thing quite often overlooked in practice matches, Jeb, is that coaches need to evaluate players in positions. It's not necessarily what will happen in the home and away season. Your thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree, and that's the biggest thing I look at. It's not so much, well, not necessarily um, stat numbers. It's what roles and what role changes there are, for sure. Um, and if it's if it is, you know, a, just a trial, or if it's realistic. So no, definitely looking at how everyone structures up in the even if they are scratch matches. Um, but yeah, like you said, we we probably see the real thing, and only having one. Amy series game uh, this season. It's um it's a very honest, well it's probably as dress re- as honest a dress rehearsal can be, and um, I think it's going to give us some clarity. The other point that is overlooked is that teams last week were not at full strength. This is important to keep in mind, Jet. Oh yeah, naturally. Um, West Coast got a lot of injuries. There's a few sides um, a bit bruised from their first run run around, so. Yeah, we gauge that like we do every year. The messaging from teams this preseason has been clear to me over the preseason, and that is the word keyword flexibility. The reduction in interchange has reduced rotations. Secondary roles are likely normal now, Jeff. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's really applicable for some of our forward choices this year and how they can play more midfield time, dare I say it, um, and basically stay in the park for as long as possible. As always, if you retweet any podcast link that is sent out via Twitter, you're in with a chance at scoring a plus six podcast cap. The next retweet giveaway will be just before the home and away season commences. Also, if you have not been following AFL ratings on Twitter, you are likely behind your opponents already. Jump on and follow. All I ask in return for the content are likes and retweets. Additionally, the fantasy content is flying on aforatings.com.au. A couple of good articles on there today. We had the Zach Bailey fantasy role this season and also the Nikai Cockatoo injury news. If you like deep analysis on breaking news, playing roles, fantasy and injuries, this is your home this season. You won't be sorry. Remember, this podcast is focused on AFL Fantasy Classic overall ranking. This podcast is being recorded on Tuesday night, March 2nd. Please adjust when news comes to hand. Okay, Jep, we're going to go through a little bit of a game here, or our thoughts heading into the season. We're going to play a little bit of a like, dislike, or considering. We've got 50 players heading at you right now. Let's get stuck straight into it. Okay, Jordan Clark, 
likely going to be best 22 at round one and could be playing at half-back role, Jep. Yeah, I agree. I think he's pretty much a lot for um, 22, given he there was talk of him coming home. So I think he's got a real shot and real potential growth in the fantasy game um, and should be looked at. Like, dislike, or considering? Like. Lucky Shoal. Now, with Wayne Malira going down with pretty much a season-ending injury, uh, he could be seen out on a wing this season, but there might be some half-back role there for him. Do you like, dislike, or considering? Uh, I'd consider um, Shoal, but I think he'd still be stagnant with his scoring. Joe Danaher, key forward for the Lions, looks to be playing as the deep forward for Brisbane this season, and he's going to pretty much crush in favourable matchups. Jep, like, dislike, or considering? Oh, considering just um, his price is pretty appealing, but I think you know that injury risk from his history doesn't serve me well. Jared Witts, slightly underpriced to start at round one. Uh, we know he's got a pretty decent floor with his hitouts. Like, dislike, or considering, Jep? No, dislike. I um, It's either the two-prong attack in Gorn or Grundy or nothing at all, in my opinion. Tom Green likely to be, likely to be part of the core group at Centre Bounces this year at the Giants. Jep, thoughts? Yeah, really like him. I think he's good value in fantasy, and I think it's a big year for him. And I, um, I'm more worried about Green taking points away from Cornelia and Taranto, to be fair. Patrick Dangerfield actually looked quite good in practice match, uh, considering we had some injury news over the preseason. Your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, very much like. Um, he's still in favour, even though he has had an interrupted preseason. I'm just struggling with the primo forwards, and we know he's going to be a top six forward come season end. West Coast, Liam Duggan, set to see some midfield usage this season. Thoughts, Jeff? No, I dislike. Um, Duggo's Mr. Fix-It. Wherever he's needed, he'll go. Um, his scoring will be inconsistent. It's a dislike. Callum Mills going into the middle of the ground. We've seen it in a practice match now. We thought it was uh, Mills into the middle, and that would mean Will Gould coming into half-back. That's not the way it's working out over the preseason as far as what I can see. It's Braden Campbell going to half-back. But really, it means that Mills is going into the middle, Jip. Yeah, love Callum Mills. Absolutely love him as a pick. So get that out of the way. And then, yeah, it's it's an interesting byplay of what horse has got in mind at the Swans. Paddy Dow really hasn't seen pretty much of a consistent fantasy average. Can we trust him this year, Jip? Uh, he's an impact player. He's not going to get a whole lot of the ball. I just don't get why everyone's, you know, so in love with his fantasy game he doesn't he's not going to correlate in fantasy points so sure he'll burn you with 12 possessions but um we're about fantasy and we, you know i'm looking at the guys at that price that are trying to push for 20 or more spot uh posies. question for me is he part of the top four center bounces and for me it's very much a question mark because you've got Cripps, you've got walsh you've got kerno and you've got zach williams so jeb like dislike considering no dislike Alex Witherden, half-back, role for the Eagles. Uh, could be the main distributor out of there. Like, dislike, or considering, Jeff? Well, I heard a little rumour around town here in WA that the West Coast are going to tweak with their game plan a little bit. And um, I believe that that means less mark kick and more direct. So dislike on the back of that but um my yeah. sources are, are pretty uh pretty loose and um but yeah it's it's a dislike for for that reason we'll look out for that in the amy series game this week okay on to luke mcdonald now the kangaroos are going to absorb a lot of inside 50s this year so that's going to put the ball into the area of luke mcdonald jep like dislike or considering 
uh, no, I dislike. Um, there's too much value in other defenders to um, to be considering like McDonald. Patrick Cripps, likely to be in the top three at centre bounces. I would say top three. Usually I would say number one, but he's doing some damage up forward in the pre-season for the Blues. Jep, like, dislike or considering? No, dislike. Um, yeah, unless he plays that gun role in and under always, I just, yeah, I struggle to pick him. He's not that primo elite mid, Jep. Is that right? No, yeah, that, yeah, I for agree. Fantasy. Exactly. Yeah, that, and that, that's spot on. Those words are spot on. He's not that elite um, primo midfielder that we're all looking for. Okay, James Harms going back into the midfield this season. What we did see in the practice match, however, was a little bit of wing starting role. Now, the thing we've got to revert back to is what we see in practice matches is not necessarily what's going to happen in the home and away season. Jep, we need to see him this week in the middle of the ground and pretty high usage, I would think, at centre bounces, like, dislike or considering. Yeah, considering, um, but yeah, you're spot on, mate. You don't miss the thing. It's uh, I thought I was the only one that saw that. It's whether Hans gets that in in an under roll is where he's most accustomed to from previous seasons. And if he doesn't, well, if it's not likely gets that role, then it's a pass. Adam Chera likely to be a high midfield usage this season. Jep, like this, like considering. Uh, considering very much so, breakout year potentially even bigger than last year for Chera and. Um, you know, Fremantle, the possession football, you know, style of play suits in this instance, so very much considering. Now, Jaden Hunt, let me just talk about specific roles I'm seeing with some teams for those players going to halfback. We know he's played as a small forward last few years, but he's now going to halfback, so it seems. Now, these running gun, Adam Saad types, Jaden Hunt types, I think they're going to be used highly this season. So that's taking the game on, especially with the kick-in the kick in rule. Now the man on the mark has moved back, and I think there's going to be a lot of free-flowing football, and that's to do with the player standing the mark who cannot move as well. So I think teams are going to go fast and efficient. So Jaden Hunt will be one of those players used. So we just got not need to see a bit of a ceiling from him this week. Jep, like, dislike, considering. Yeah, nailed it on the head. Um, I, I dislike, I just... As good as he will be running off the half-back line, I don't think he's going to get enough of the pill to warrant selection for fantasy. Anthony Scott looks like to be settling into a half-back role at the Bulldogs. Can he be best 22? Well, that's a question mark. Like, like dislike, considering, Jep? Oh, very much considering. Um, all eyes on Scotty, and he's, look, he's got the praise from those internal at the Dogs. So, yeah, let's see what happens in the Amy series. Jake Lloyd even said it in on radio there, you know, the... The boys want to get the ball into into my hand from Jake Lloyd's point of view. Um, he's going to be that main distributor for Swans across halfback in deep defence. He's going to take all the kickouts. He's going to be have a high percentage of kickouts outside the square. Jet like dislike considering. Yeah, like what's there not to like really? He's mm. going to be a, a top six defender. Yeah, sure he comes at a price, but you get what you pay for, don't you? Okay, Tim Taranto inside midfield usage. I think he's going to be in the top four for centre bounces at the Giants this year. Jet, what do you thought? Uh, yeah, considering, um, I am worried about um, what Green takes away from him. But, um, no, he's still there. And um, he actually got interviewed in the week and spoke about his struggles last season coming back from his shoulder injury and how he's always on the back foot. So, um, look, I took that as gospel, and um, he's definitely going to improve on last season. That's There's no doubt on that. It's just how far he can go engaging that growth um, but yeah, he's, he's a value pick in my mind and very much considering, 
um, depending on how the finals, well, the final um, structure and all the other rooks play out. For me, I think the top four giant centre bouncers will be Hopper, Taranto, Canelio, and Green. So Hopper, Taranto, Canelio, Green, and I think uh, number five and six will be Kelly. And we've seen Callum Ward sit on the outside there. So uh, for me, Taranto is in play for sure. Okay, Isaac coming defence for the Giants. Kick-ins there as well. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, um, look, it's it's a no, um, but only because he scarred me last year. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know things changed pretty quickly. I, I'm taking the Amy series of, of my assessment of coming. Uh, you know I've been fooled by him in the past, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. So considering Cam Rayner now, Zach Bailey is going to the middle. Cam Rayner is going into the middle. Lincoln McCarthy is going into the middle there as well. So from what I'm seeing coming out of the lines, that they're going to have a bit of a spread in the centre bounces this year. And Cam Rain is going to be part of that. So we haven't really seen a ceiling for him or a consistent average from him previously. So what can he do this year? Jet, what are you thinking? Yeah, not much. I think even if he does go into the middle, it'll still be kind of a learning year. And, um, and like Dow, he's an impact player. Doesn't need a whole lot of the ball to, to burn it at the opposition. And, uh, you know, we've never really seen him g- gather possessions in a in a traditional midfielder sense, so it's a no from me. Jai Coldwell, likely to be seen inside the top three to four at centre bounces for the Bombers. Jep, what are you thinking? Yeah, love. I just, um, again, there's not too many negatives with Caldwell. He High points per minute in history at the Giants, and I think that will correlate at Bomberland, and I think he's got more of a prominent spot at Bomberland too, so I think the listeners are crazy not to start with him. Josh Tracy for Fremantle. Some chance to be part of a round one team. What are you thinking, Jeb? Yeah, look, and that's through injury. I, I think they have to start um, one of the bigs. I forget the other fella's name. It's escaped me. Um, but, yeah, Treacy's definitely in with a shot, and he's got DPP status, so perfect for your R3. Andrew Brayshaw into the middle for the Dockers there last year and will be the same again this year. What are you thinking? I think Brayshaw will be the surprise packet of the season for fantasy. I think he's going to really improve um and that's just on the back of Fife moving more forward like Fife will chop you wherever he plays and um last year we saw the the next generation come through and take more of that um, responsibility and there's only more growth and you know Cher and Brayshaw but Brayshaw especially the leadership that he shows I think it's a big year for him Caleb Sarong was used at a high rate for the Dockers last year to end the season what are you thinking this year Jeff? Yeah, pretty much the same. Only going to improve the last season. And don't you love how Longmuir just gives the youngsters the um the role and the and the, yeah. the basically the key and saying go go play your game, um do your thing, and um, we'll back you in. So how's that as a player to to play for a guy like that? It's Frio fans should be very very happy with Longmuir at the helm. And um yeah, for us and Sarong watching from a fantasy point of view, I love the pick of Sarong. Yes, it's left field and a little bit um indifferent, but seriously, it's it's pretty much a lot for improvement. R two Boston Vlagi for the Kangaroos. Potential for top twenty two for the Kangaroos at round one. What do you think of Jeff? Now, dislike, he hasn't shown an, enough of intent um, for four quarters for me yet. But, um, you know, let's see what happens in the Amy series. I'm not saying no, but it's very unlikely. Harry Perryman, sneaky pick here. 
not so much for price, but for role at the Giants. Now, Whitfield is struggling to get up for round one. We'll see how that plays out. But, you know, they've had a few players exit that defence from or defence from last season. And Perryman can play that wing role and swinging into halfback. Your thoughts, Chip? Yeah, agreed with that comment. Um, but a bit like um, Duggan at West Coast, Perryman's like Mr. Fixer at the Giants. So he plays wherever he's needed and he can play multiple roles. Big tick, but does it correlate to fantasy points in that price? Probably not. Dislike. Rory Sloan, slightly value there for this year at round one and will be used in the midfield for the Crows. Jep, thoughts? Yep, like um, Valley Pick, we know what he's going to produce. He's 31, but don't let that deter you. And um, I'm sure he's working up to another contract or contract extension. I actually looked up recently when his contract, when he was due for renewal at the end of next year. But, you know, usually these days they they get early extensions um, paid in. So he wants another year or two and to see him out at the Crows. And I think um, it's a big year for Sloney if he can stay injury-free. Okay, Jack Steele, Brett Bratton led him off the leash last year. Instead of chasing an opponent, he chased the ball and his numbers were big. What are you thinking this year, Jip? No, I dislike. I think it's one thing to have a great season like Steele did and, and all Australian honours and all that, um, but it's very hard to back it up in two years running. But he does have the key, much like Sarong, you know. Uh, Rats does trust him. So the opportunities there can... Can he um, mentally and physically stand up to it? Who knows? Um, but it's a dislike. And just just on Jack Steele there, Brad Crouch is coming into the team. We know he's an accumulator. So let's see how that impacts Steele. Now, actually, it could benefit Steele. So if they start waxing between each other, um, both of them in tandem in the same team could actually be a benefit. Okay, onto the Suns, Will Brody. We've seen him in practice match last week. Looked actually quite good. Your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, he... Um... Again, someone interviewed during after that game and they he admitted his fitness wasn't where it needed to be and he worked really hard in the off-season where it was. And look, if um, it's an awkward price, um, low 500s from memory, but it could be really worth it if he plays a, a big midfield role at the, at the Sun. So it's, a, it's considering. Jaden Stevenson from the Kangaroos. A lot of talk of midfield usage increasing this year at his new club. Now, what we did see in the practice match last week was a lot of forward and a little bit of wing there as well. So that's what we're going to get from Stevenson this year. Uh, For me, it's a huge dislike. Um, So it's not really going to be that midfield inside type role. It's going to be the outside, give the Kangaroos a little bit of speed. And that's what uh, Coach Noble from the Kangaroos has said all along. Jep, thoughts? Yeah, agreed. Everything you said, um, he was one of my changes after the scratch matches, to, to mm. be totally honest. So didn't like his role at all. Yeah, never entered my team at all. Okay, on to James Warple, uh, Tom Mitchell, whether he gets up to round one, gets out there for round one or not, we'll see. But Warple, we know, will be used in at centre bounces. Your thoughts, Jep? No, I dislike. I am... Um... I see better better picks around in those premium mid in that price range. So um, no disrespect to Warhawk. He's going to be fantastic, but I think there's better picks. Port Adelaide, Ollie Wines. He's probably in that Crips mould where he doesn't have a an elite fantasy ceiling, but we know he's going to be inside at centre bounces, and he's pretty much priced in the start at round one. Jep, thoughts? No, I dislike. He, he's always had the role every year for a while now, and he's never really put the gas 
Gasson, so um, no, dislike. On to Zach Williams. Obviously, plenty of talk out of the Blues and through the trade period that he's going inside mid. I think he's going to be top four centre bounces. For me, a few weeks ago, it was top two, but I'm thinking Walsh actually has an increase in centre bounce usage. But just on to Williams, he has gone forward a little bit in practice matches and during the off-season, and the Blues are starting to like that. So that's a bit of a red flag there for me. But um, I'm still bullish on Williams. Your thoughts, Chip? No, I don't mind Williams. I like, definitely like the pick. Um, yeah, it's it's more, I think, the, his fitness risk. You know, if he is going to be a traditional full-time midfielder and, and rest forward or whatever his split's going to be, um, can his body hold up? That's more my question. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's... But, you know, no... No doubt in his scoring ability. I think he'll he'll nail the scores, and it's almost he almost picks himself, doesn't he, at that price? But uh, yeah, it's I think he's a high risk pick in saying that with with his injury history. Yeah, if it was mid only, I would be passing, but because he, you can start him in defence, uh, that's why everyone likes him. Okay, Lloyd Meek, Fremantle, backup ruck at the Dockers. Jeff thoughts. Yeah, he was the other one. I couldn't remember his name. So, yeah, look, I think one of them gets a go, Tracy or Meek. And it, I, if I were to punt now, it's actually probably Meek. But, yeah, let's wait and see. It's, if it's one, it's probably the likely R3 for all of us. Kangaroos, Corwin Hayden, he's a tough nut, this guy, I'll tell you. So he did see some centre bounce usage in the practice match uh, last week. So one to keep an eye out for. Um, so just on that... Uh, we'll get to Ben Cunnington in a minute, but uh, Hayden did see a little bit of centre bounce usage. I'm not too sure it's going to be strong enough early parts of the season, but it's still one to keep an eye out. But for me, it's still a pass, Jeff. Yeah, no, pass for me. Dawson Heppel, uh, he's playing off halfback. I believe he should be around the mark of a DPP upgrade early in the season, but we have to start him as a mid-early. I think I'm waiting for an upgrade before I consider Jep thoughts. No, I pass. Not with Raul and um, Sloan around that price. It's a pass for me. Okay, Harry Schoenberg is probably not going to be used at a high rate through at centre bounces, but he will see a little bit of action this year. But he's going to be mostly playing around that half-forward line. Jep thoughts? Yeah, I think the Malira injury probably helps him slightly in his midfield usage. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it, he's one that I've been big on early this preseason, but I'm, I'm off him now, so I'm still considering. Okay, Callum Ward for the Giants. They played a little bit of outside midfield again on the weekend in practice match, but, you know, we need to have a look at another look at the Giants this week to see if that role plays out the way it is. Uh, the Giants got... Uh, pretty deep in the midfield, so whether they play Ward on the outside to kick things off at centre bounces, we'll have to see. For me, that'll be a little bit of dang, downgrade on what I think he can average. Your thoughts, Jeff? Uh, it's, it's a pass for me. I think, um, yeah, I think his role is not solidified, whatever sort of role he does get. And we all know they're going to protect him. He's going to play on the outside. I just, yeah, I just see this running style of play that's likely for the Giants to up that ante with the new rules and, and their general play to, um, to sort of, you know, he'll get bypassed, so to speak. Yeah, and protecting the keyboard there for me, so I like that one. Okay, on to the Kangaroos again, Ben Cunnington. So listen to David Noble on radio today, and he talked about Cunnington's role. 
Now, yes, he will see some midfield usage, and yes, he's in concussion protocol right now. So when he plays specifically, you know, he's going to see a little bit of forward usage, which might reduce his output. Now, he's never been a high ceiling type player. So for me, uh, it's a big dislike, your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, I like that last comment. Never been a high ceiling player, and that's the reason why I'm not picking him. Okay, Willem Drew did see some midfield usage and practice matches. So uh, what do you think in there, Jeff? Yeah, it could come into play. Um, I just think Hinkley's so set with his 22 yep. and has been for the last two years. I just can't see it happening. So, yeah, it's a dislike. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Hinkley should be pretty much set. And the Power haven't had many injuries in the last couple of years, so might find it tough to be best 22 to kick things off. Okay, Matt Flynn, and it's not for Matt Flynn uh, playing at all, but his most sharp coaches are going to start with him either at R2 or R3. Can you make an argument for him at R2, Jep? Of course you can make an argument for R2, as long as you've got the backup plan. So let's play devil's advocate and let's expand this conversation a little bit. If you start Flynn at R2, you need a backup plan to flick him or flick your R3 into a primo ruck or a mid-price ruck if he suddenly gets dropped. So that is the only urge I have. I think, you know, with the... Who knows how many rookies we get to pick come round one, but it still looks more unlikely or hard than likely. So 170 grand rooks aren't falling off trees, so you, you tick that box. Okay, do you risk it at R2? You probably could if you have a backup plan. So that's my advice. As far as his form goes, I think he looks pretty pretty damn good and competed well. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's very much alike. Yeah, no, wet, yeah, wet conditions last week, uh, Sydney and Giants. So we'll get another look at him this week and weather forecast looks okay there. Okay, on to Braden Sear, or Sire, however you want to pr- pronounce it for the Magpies. Now, on his role at Collingwood, he's likely to see some good centre bounce usage. But for me... I don't think he's an accumulator. I think he's just a clearance-type player. So I'm not too sure Or on his output this year. I don't have it at that high. Um, I'm actually not that bullish on him. Jeff, thoughts? Yeah, no, pass for me. Um, not a huge fan, so um, yeah, not, not in my calculations. Josh Stakos will see plenty of time out in the wing this year, but did spend some time in at centre bounces against Geelong last week. But that might have been just one of the things... The Buckley wants to have a look at through the practice matches. Uh, how does Dakes go through that centre bounce usage? Uh, but for being uh, most of his role will be out in the wing this year, Jeff thoughts? Yeah, I agree. And I just want to reiterate that Dacos does his damage when he's delivering inside 50. So if he's playing as an outside mid, I think he's way more value to Collingwood as that outside mid because he gets to deliver the pill to his to the forwards. So if he's in the guts of it. And with high pressure around him, you lose his greatest asset. So I think he's an outside mid. He's not an inside mid. So buy beware. Okay, there was 43 players. And thanks for the replies on Twitter. That was fantastic. Okay, I'm going to throw in seven more. Sam Walsh. Now, I thought he would be in at number three, number four at centre bounces. I'm starting to think I'm going to upgrade him. He could be number two, number three. Now, he's looked quite dynamic in at centre bounces for the Blues. We know he's going to have high ownership from sharp coaches. So for me, I just, I'm umming and ahhing on what to do with him. At the moment, for me, it's a path based on ownership. 
And I just want to see one more game from the Blues, but that's not to say he's going to pump out some pretty decent scores this year. Jet, your thoughts? Look, I'm a huge like for Sam Walsh. And it's just for the reasons being that Cripps is playing more forward. And um, I just think they need that, you know, that gun go-to in the mids. Now, whether it's Williams at, at times or most of the time, we, we still don't know how these dynamics are going to work and if it's going to be consistent week to week. But I think we can both pretty much rest assured that Walsh will split his time inside and outside mid. He's, he's a gut runner. Um, this game is going back to 20 minutes. I think the gut runners are going to start the season exceptionally well. And again, like for me, there's, I can't see the reasons not to pick Sam Walsh. Um, yeah, the high ownership thing, yeah, that's a bit annoying, but you know, good players are picked for a reason. And I just, yeah, I think he, yeah, he really does pick himself, doesn't he? Yeah, if I see a pretty decent usage again this week, um, I, could, I can see him averaging 110. So if that's the case, he's probably a selection. But I just want to see one more week. Um, I've gone from a pretty much a hard no the last couple of weeks into, yeah, I think think I might be on the bandwagon there as well. But I just want to see one more week and just to see where that lands as well. Okay, Max Gorn, we did see Luke Jackson in the ruck last week for the Demons. And Max Gorn did move forward. I don't think it's going to impact his ceiling too much. But he has a monster salary to start the season. And, uh, you know, he's going to have to average well into the 120s. I think we're going to see, or we should see, a price dip at some stage. And for me, that's a dislike to start round one. Max Gorn, Jeff, thoughts? Yeah, dislike for me. I think Gorney is probably another one that's, uh, well, it's a I like, obviously we love Gorn and I like Gorn. But to start round one, it's a dislike. Um, I think we... Um, we can spend money better elsewhere and like, you know, Grundy and Gorn, it's that extra 60, 70 odd grand, whatever it is, it, it, it's going to mean a bit um, this season. So, yeah, um, still could consider him though if um, if you want to go a point of difference, yeah. I think. Um, I think that's a reasonable call and a reasonable way to spend the extra 60, 70 grand, especially if Grundy, heaven forbid, has a poor start to the season. So, you know, um, each their own. For me, uh, I'm not going to start him, I don't think. Okay, Gold Coast, Matt Rail. So just on Rail, teams, as I've mentioned before, they pretty much could have a more of a spread in the midfield. Uh, I believe Rail should be used at a high rate anyway, but we're going to have a high ownership for him at round one. I think he's still a good player, Jep. What are your thoughts? It's a classic case of peer pressure, I think. Now, in the AFL fantasy community, it's, um, you know, everyone's got him, but I just I worry about these shoulders, you know, and I'm probably risk-averse in this instance, but what if Rao does have a substandard start to the season, fantasy points-wise, and you can get a leg up on the rest of the competition given his high ownership? I just poised that question. Obviously, I like Rao. He's in my team at the moment. Um, but they are the notes beside his name while he sits at in, in my midfield. So, yeah, I don't think it's all sunshine and rainbows. Okay, Jeff, Lockie Neal, he pumped out some decent scores last year. We know what his role will be at Brisbane. Do you like him or dislike him to start the season at a pretty decent salary? No, I dislike. I, um, I can't spend that much money to and, and justify, like... 
it's it's two hundred thousand dollars between Sam Walsh and Lockie Neal. So let's look at the value picks um, prior to going the obvious pick. So yeah, Lockie Neal, great player, great fantasy player, and um, it's a dislike. Yeah, and a choice between Neal and Walsh. I'm taking Walsh pretty much every day as it stands right now, and salaries are set at round one. Okay, Hawthorne, Tom Phillips, likely to see a lot of outside wing roll this year at the Hawks. Did see some inside work there during practice matches. Jeff Foltz? Considering. Um, I don't love him as much as most, but um, he's definitely a considered option. I think um, that 45 dinky kick that Hawthorne loved to do, I think he's going to get on the end of those a lot. So... Um, the market game is strong at, at Hawthorne. How the new rules affect the Hawthorne style of play and whether Impey goes to half back and runs through the guts, uh, runs through the middle of the ground breaking line, sorry, um, is yeah, what I'll be looking at. But um, yeah, considering uh, Tom Phillips. Harrison Jones, Essendon. Now he looks likely to be a lock at round one for the Bombers, but he's going to be key forward. How many points do we think he's going to score Jet firstly and are there better options there in the forward line at a bottom price what are you thinking yeah I think he averages less than 50 um, I think that's pretty safe to say it's we've seen it all before you know if there's no one else available then he goes in at F8 if he's if there is other options available he usually well my rule of thumb is never pick a rookie key forward unless you're forced to so if there are other options available, I'll go the other other route um, personally, um, just because, you know, deep forward, skinnier body, getting muscled out by bigger full backs, yeah, I don't think it's going to correlate to high fantasy points or fantasy points above 50, which is what we expect from our bench um, forwards. So, yeah, it's probably an unlikely no for me at the minute. And player number 50 to finish off, Connor Rosie. So we're going to see a little bit of an increased midfield usage. Yes, he has had foot uh, issues, and that is going to be monitored again this year, and that interrupted his season last year. So that's one thing to keep an eye out for. Is his midfield usage going to be that high? Like, like for example, is he going to be in the top three or four for centre bounces? It's a question, mate. He's certainly not going to be in the top three. Whether he can come in at number four is another question. Now, he can go forward and score, no doubt, but what sort of numbers do we need for him to put up for him to be a must-picture? Yeah, look, I think it's it's got to be 85s, um, 90s, for, for us to really be solid on him. I think um, his midfield usage has been hyped up to more than what it's actually going to be, personally. Sure, he'll have run-throughs through there, no doubt, but I don't think... I think there's too many other mouths to feed at, at Port Adelaide through that guts. And um, a, a bit like Dacos, he does more damage inside 50 and, and outside 50 delivering it. So, um, yeah, I think Rosie's better served forward to centre and not in the guts. Yeah, how many kilometres do you want him running as well with a foot injury? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. All right, Jeff, that's it. 50 players done. Thank you again for those on Twitter who replied. And again, we'll be giving out another cap or a few caps, towards the end of pre-season. Okay, this season we'll have an extra podcast, and that'll be me, it'll be Solo Pod, and it'll be dropping on Tuesdays every week of the home and away season. It'll be a 
round review and some numbers there to go along with that. So it will be designed to pro provide you with extra information in order for you to take your game to the next level. The remainder of the pre-season podcast schedule will be slightly random, so keep an eye out on your favourite platform for podcasts. Jep, that's it for episode 64. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everyone.